What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I think it's this morning's Marc-Andre Fleury trade. I know he won the Vesna last year, so he still has a lot of game left in him. And Minnesota, we've seen them. I mean, they came through Western Canada when we were there. They've um, been really good this year. I think Minnesota's primed to contend, and goaltending was one one area of concern for them. So if Marc-Andre Fleury gives us anything close to what we've seen the last couple of seasons, uh, Minnesota will be a contender. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is Happy Tuesday, everybody. Whoa! Welcome to the RP Show, coming at you live from South Florida. That's one half of the show. Whoops. Screen just went black. And the other half is, hey, how do you like us so far? Darren Moose DuPont is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle as we are ready to talk sports. What's up, Moose? Did that just happen to you, too, like it just did to me? No, I saw it. I thought I was the one having the issues today, but uh, no, it's not. I'm okay. Looks We're like off. We're end. off to a flying start here. It's going to be fun. Daytime sports talk and entertainment talk. Your favorite show is on the air on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube. And coming up on the program today to recap a wild 24 hours in the world of sports, Jesse Pierce from NHL.com, Minnesota, and the host of the Bar Down Beauties podcast will be with us in hour one. And in hour two, the esteemed Rob Vanstone, the award-winning columnist from Post Media, will be joining us to talk about all of our topics today. We were talking in our morning meeting about how awesome it is that RV can talk on all topics. And that's why he's a... Hall of Fame writer. Before we jump into the actual sports talk, Moose, because it is daytime entertainment talk as well, our director, Jordan, I could tell, at five minutes to the hour, he cuts us off, and he's like, sorry, guys, got mics are going silent here, and we're like, oh, okay, Jordan, thanks. Today, he was laughing, I think, listening to our conversation about these Netflix shows and streaming shows that we're watching right now, and I gotta, I gotta tell the world that in Calgary, all I do is watch sports that's it there's enough of it on we have 24 hour sports networks there's like three tsn channels carried in our hotel room at the great eagle resort and casino and a couple of sports net channels and god knows what all i do is watch sports and i love it come to south florida 
watch a lot of Netflix. So I've been getting into last one laughing. Uh, watched the movie Ford versus Ferrari last night. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Drive to Survive. I'm getting caught up on everything, man. It makes time go by. But what are you watching right now? If you're not watching sports, Moose, what are you watching? Actually, yesterday I just got into the new streaming show Reacher on Amazon Prime. So you might have seen all the, the previews on it. I'm familiar with the story because there's two movies, Jack Reacher movies with Tom Cruise. But this isn't Tom Cruise. This is a series and very good. I think there's eight episodes in season one. I binged through like four of them last night. So uh, it's off to a good start. I really am liking that one so far. You know what? At Super Bowl in Los Angeles, I saw all the billboards for Reacher, right? It was around yeah. our hotel. It was downtown. Was there a new season coming out or something? Is that why they're... Maybe. I don't know if the season's that old. I really don't. I think it's, it's fairly new. Um, but I was seeing all the same ads, too. And, and finally, uh, I saw it up on my, my TV, so I gave it a shot. And I'm, I'm happy I did. For those that are watching streaming right now, send, tell us what you're watching on Netflix right now, what you're streaming. And maybe you're streaming the RP show, too. I would certainly advocate for that. Um, but it's always a fun topic. People like to share, and they love to hear new ideas. So. Let's hear from y'all. And also, if you're watching on Game Plus TV, we've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, it's pretty cool. It took a while for everybody across the country that hadn't heard about us to figure out what we're all about, but now they're in it. They're texting us, 902-518-3033, our text community, the Rod Squad. Let us know what you're watching streaming. Now, can you please, Director Jordan, hit the quick six show horn? Okay, to the actual sports, because this is what we do here. You tell me whether you agree or disagree, Moose, and the viewers. The Minnesota Wild made the biggest splash on what was a generally muted NHL trade deadline day when they acquired goalie Marc-Andre Fleury in a deal with Chicago. Minnesota gave up a conditional first-round pick in this year's draft to acquire the 37-year-old. The biggest trade a Canadian NHL team made involved the Winnipeg Jets shipping off forward Andrew Kopp and a 2023 sixth-round pick to the New York Rangers for prospect Morgan Barron, a 2023 fifth-round pick and two conditional second rounders. So let's settle in on that for a second. How are you folks on what your team did in the trade deadline? Uh, my top three, four teams, it's still Vegas, even though when they got rid of the flower, it's been waning a little bit, but that's still my team. I just don't stay up at night unable to sleep when they lose like I used to. But then they I got rid of Evgeny Dadanov, or they tried to, the NHL's trade, holding up that deal. Vegas is sliding, and... By the way, it's a playoff game in Winnipeg tonight at Canada Life Center. Jets and Golden Knights with a coveted final playoff spot on the line temporarily. So anyways, Florida, they say, our viewers say, did the best at the trade deadline or leading up to it. Um, Oilers, I'd be very disappointed if I was an Edmonton Oilers player that the team didn't do more. If you think Brett Kulak is the missing piece to a Stanley Cup run, I got some oceanfront property in Las Vegas to sell you. Uh, Flames did all their work ahead of the deadline. I'm just going through my teams. Arizona Coyotes, roadkill, Coyote on the highway. That's not changing. Uh, so, yeah, that's my take on the trade deadline. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who is the front runners to win the Eastern Conference? And we took the top two teams in each of the Atlantic and Metropolitan Division. So your choices are the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Carolina Hurricanes, or New York Rangers. I just took the top two teams in the standings, tweeted it, 
and Florida's running away with it. So if we can bring the moose back in, moose, uh, I'm excited to be in South Florida for what looks to be a ex- very long playoff run. It better be. And I got more on this, but what was your take on the 33 trades that went down on Monday and the more leading up to it? Yeah, um, I, th- I like Colorado. They got some depth up front. Arturi Lekkinen, right, on the, uh, you know, with their forward group, I thought was pretty good. Before that, they had got Josh Manson on the back end. I think Colorado shored up a few things um, and then came up with a win last night in overtime against Edmonton. But um, I think, you know, they're a team that's win now and they needed to make sure they were ready to win now. Depth was a little bit of an issue. So they, they secured that. I really like what Colorado did. Um, you know, I'm a little confused with what Winnipeg's done, but, you know, I, I understand it at the same time, even though I'm confused. You know, I say what they did, what they did or didn't do because um, they didn't really pick a direction, right? But they're only four points out of a playoff spot. They're chasing down Vegas. They got the big game tonight you talked about. So maybe the Jets are going to go on a run here. And maybe they're going to sneak in and surprise some people. And we'll all look like idiots thinking they should have hit the reset button. But maybe they won't, too. And then, you know, they'll be caught in a tough spot. So they're kind of, as we like to say, burning the boats, so to speak. They're all in, the Winnipeg Jets, on trying to at least get in with the group that they have. Didn't do anything to add to it, really. Um, but didn't really do anything to take away from it. So um, they were the Colorado, most active we trade. Yeah. Sorry, with with five trades, the Winnipeg Jets were the most active trade. We're still trying to figure out what they did. And I guess tonight against yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights at Canada Life Center might be a pretty good indication of the way the rest of the season will go for the Winnipeg Jets. Every game from here on in is a must-win game for those teams languishing around the trade deadline. By the way, Musori to cut you off from our viewers. Just checking in on what they're watching now. Uh, John Schmeiser in Kansas City says, I'm currently watching Rochelle Rochelle. It's a young girl's strange erotic journey from Milan to Minsk. How about that? I'll take your word for it. Don, the Navy guy, says, I'm watching The Wire from 2001. It's amazing. Write that down. Ted Blues watching on YouTube says Reacher the series is close to the books he's supposed to be a big guy unlike the movies okay and regarding your teams Zach in Calgary watching says the Flames still did well I didn't expect much from them yesterday Leafs got their D still need a goaltender Ryan in New York State says, I'm surprised my Devils only made one move and they didn't deal any vets. They basically swapped AHLers with Montreal, and that was it. So the exciting thing for the hockey guys is that, here we go, trade deadline's behind us. What you have is what you have. And let's see where the chips fall. The boys have put on the screen the text line to write us. If you're not watching streaming and you're watching on Game Plus Television Network right now across all of Canada, all 10 provinces, and 31 states in the USA, write us, 902-518-3033. Moving on to the actual games, I'm not going to go through all of the leftovers, but here are a few juicy ones. Brad Marchand scored two goals, including the overtime winner, as the Boston Bruins notched a 3-2 comeback win over the Montreal Canadiens. I'll say this, I don't know what took me so long. Maybe it's because my TSN fire stick isn't working. But I've started watching NHL Network. That's a little thing you peasants in Canada can't have. You can't have nice things like the NHL Network. So Scott Hartnell, we found him. Lloyd Minster Scott Hartnell is on the NHL Network, and he's killing it. So they were 
showing the highlights of the Boston-Montreal game, and he's like, I loathe seeing anything good about Brad, Brad Marchand, but I have to in this case. Scored the winner. He looked great. They went through all of the trades. I'm like, this is like TSN, but without the annoying March Madness updates. Because TSN's basically the NHL network in Canada, right? But not. Yeah. And, yeah, and Nathan McKinnon scored 52 seconds into overtime to help the Colorado Avalanche top the orders 3-2. Miko Rantanen scored twice for the Avs as they racked up their fourth straight win for the orders. The loss snapped a five-game win streak. Before I move on, any take on the NHL from Monday night, Moose Knuckle? No, they talked a lot about the uh, Darnell Nurse play with Nazem Kadri in overtime. I've seen a lot about that on social media. I think it's probably fine. It's a tough way for the game to end, but in overtime for, for Edmonton. But, you know, Colorado have been playing well throughout that game and probably deserved the win in the end. And McKinnon, he's not going to miss from there. Oh, he's so good. McDavid so good. versus McKinnon. I guess last yeah. night we found out who's better. By the way, I know you hate the nickname Moose Knuckle, but that's what they refer to you as down here. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, but I don't – yeah, but the, the thing is, is I don't know if it's a term of endearment or not, you know. Yeah, they love you. They love you. They're wondering I know they, you're coming no, down I know, here. I know they do. That's why I think it's great. But you know what a moose knuckle is. I mean, we can't talk about it on the uh, air. I but. didn't. I didn't know until oh, you explained no. it to me. Now I think now I think it's even better. It's hilarious. Um. Todd Pinkney, one of our P1s watching, he writes and he says, where's Luke the golf pro? We need thoughts for the WGC golf bracket. We do the talking, you do the watching. Did you forget? Andrew Stutz says the Habs are not in the playoffs, but I think that they did lots yesterday. We should not sleep on Pittsburgh. Uh, Jennifer says, from the Four Seasons, she says, the oil got a point. Yep, it's interesting. The points are all very important this time of year. It was funny when the Flames lost to the Sabres and, uh, in overtime. one nothing game. Goaltending battle, though, which I, I respect and can appreciate. People were like, Daryl, are you disappointed to lose a point? And he's like, no! Are you kidding me? That might be the point that gets us... The division lead, or, or whatever he said, the division pennant. Do you never know with these coaches? Are you upset? Are you not? God, I'm glad I don't have to interview those guys in the heat of the moment anymore. <laughs> Man, that makes you sweat. Didn't it, you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to have great relationships because when you go into that interview, you want to know what you're getting yourself into and how this guy's going to or girl's going to react. I mean, holy smokes, it's nerve-wracking. It's so nerve-wracking. I feel for the people that are interviewing Daryl Sutter after every game. They're just like in a glass case of emotion, worried of what's going to set them off. And the, and the fans, quite frankly, are sitting back laughing about it. They think it's cool because there's no empathy in this world. They can't put themselves in the shoes of the reporter. I know how much it sucks. That's nothing against Daryl, but I wouldn't want to be interviewing him. And I know. Point three. Look, look. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you're going to say? Oh, just what he said yesterday when they tried to be light with him on trade deadline day and ask him, you know, can this be a distracting kind of tough day for the players? He's like, you'll have to ask them. I'm not getting traded today. <laughs> like, I know Daryl personally and professionally and talking to him 
is like picking um, burrs out of your skin. It just you just don't know what to say. Yeah. So, anyways, we got a couple minutes left. Moving on to point three. The Indianapolis Colts have picked up quarterback Matt Ryan in a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. Indy acquired the 2016 NFL MVP from Atlanta for a third-round pick in this year's draft. Matty Ice had started all but three games for the Falcons since he was drafted number three overall in 2008, leading Atlanta to only the second Super Bowl appearance in franchise history. In other NFL news, free agent quarterback Jameis Winston, famous Jameis, has reportedly agreed to return to the New Orleans Saints. This went down while we were on the air yesterday, and by the time we got off the air, we learned the Falcons are replacing Matt Ryan, this franchise stud, with Marcus Mariota. So you must have some thoughts on that as the, sorry to say, failed face of the Tennessee Titans. I saw him play live in Nashville multiple times. I think Johnny Manziel and Blake Bortles are better than Marcus Mariota. I'm not joking. So your take on the fact that he has taken over the Atlanta Falcons. I know there's a lot of contractual stuff and money here, but he's not leading them anywhere, not in that division. Well, it's going to be tough for sure. And no Calvin Ridley either now, right? Who's going to be out for the whole year um, dealing with his suspension. That's tough. A young weapon for Mariota. Now, Mariota showed signs. And what we loved about Marcus Mariota is the guy he is. He's a leader. He, he's loved in the locker room. Players want to play for him. But there's some inconsistency because he doesn't stay in the pocket, doesn't throw the ball with tremendous consistency, but he can keep drives alive with his legs. He's very you know, um, creative that way. And perhaps he's evolved. You know, he got to spend some time sitting behind Derek Carr in Vegas with the Raiders and watching how, you know, Carr leads a team and plays. He's never had a chance to sit and be the backup at, the, at professional football. So here's a second chance. And for Mariota, if he, if he gets an opportunity to start and play and play as well, then this could be a, a rebirth of his career. But if not, then will know that he's going to be a career backup. This is kind of his opportunity. And for Jameis, kind of the same thing, too, because we know he can throw the football. We know he's got a great arm. He's going to put up numbers. But what comes with his touchdowns, he always puts up interceptions, too. So, again, kind of a second chance for Jameis, too. I don't know if you mentioned two years, 18.75 mil for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. We're going to take a timeout. What we haven't got to yet is Blue Jays, Raptors. More on that curling drama. I wanted to get into that yesterday. Tonight's action in junior hockey. Because, you know, out here in the East, we're into the afternoon now, man. We shouldn't be talking about yesterday's news. So we've got a lot to get to when we come back on the other side of this break. You are watching the warm-up. It's the RP Show, your favorite daytime and sports and entertainment talk show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube, and, of course, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hour one is brought to you in part by our friends at Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Tell them Rod sent you. Get 10% off. That's Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. By the way, I'm going to interject with a sports update. The Western Hockey League announced 
Monday that Everett Silvertips goalie, or sorry, defenseman Olin Zellweger has been named the player of the week. The Anaheim Ducks prospect in Fort Mac, Alberta product registered a league-best eight points in four outings for the tips this past week, helping Everett open a two-point gap atop the West Conference. And the dub announced that Portland goaltender Taylor Goche has been named goalie of the week. The Pittsburgh Penguins prospect went 2-0 with a .50 goals against average and 981 save percentage. Hello! He's winning goalie of the week every week. Taylor Goche, remember the name. Uh, there are four Canadian NHL teams in action tonight. Trade deadline seller Ottawa will visit the Islanders. Fellow seller Winnipeg will host the Vegas Golden Knights. The Oilers, perhaps with their new defenseman Brett Kulak, are in Dallas. And the Flames will look to keep humming along uh, at the top of the Pacific when they welcome in the San Jose Sharks. And Kerry Einerson's Canadian rink will square off against Japan later today at the World Women's Curling Championship in PG. That's Prince George. Canada coming off an 8-4 victory against Denmark and is 3-2. and two. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. Okay. Moose, just a couple items before we get to the other things. Uh, point four of my quick six is the Blue Jays. Uh, the Jays now 3-1 and one in Grapefruit League play down here in Florida. They beat the Detroit Tigers 3-1 Monday. Drew Pearson, a six-foot-six right-hander, struck out four Detroit, four Detroit batters in two innings of work. Collectively, the Blue Jays pitching staff held the Tigers to just two hits. Point fives the Raptors. DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine each scored 26 points as the Bulls beat the Raptors 113-99. And, uh, yeah, that's what I had for that. Point six was curling drama junior hockey all the rest, and I'm still asking our viewers how you felt that your NHL team did at the trade deadline, and also what are you watching streaming right now. But, you know, furthermore to that curling thing, you got a lot of views that clip yesterday. Did you hear any more about it after what we discussed, that Kevin Martin has started this podcast? How long has Kevin Martin had a podcast? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I'd have to go back and look. It's, it's been a little while. Like, it's not a brand new podcast. Um, you know, Leanne's been listening to it for a while. She's right into curling. And so, um, she put me on to it and I started listening to the podcast just a little bit here and there, but mostly for this episode on my drive home. It's like, you got to listen to this and, and get all the news. Everybody's moving around. This isn't really normal that you see all these types of moves between, you know, between ranks, um, in an off season, you see some for sure, but not like this. This is, this is wild. I mean, they're completely shifting we knew john morris was going to retire but we didn't know all the rest of these moves were going to happen uh and kevin broke it and, and he's taken some heat for it i mean you know and and you know kind of rightfully so but there was a, somebody tweeted at kevin martin quoting him i have did you see this quoting him from when he was a player saying do you not remember you saying um somebody reported on kevin martin's team breaking up and kevin was mad that it was reported and it leaked out as a player and Kevin's one of the greatest of all time. And he said, this should be the team's responsibility and their right to announce it. And now he's on the other side in media breaking yeah. all the news. And it's kind of a double standard. But I kind of look at it like, look, at he's now evolved. He sees the world from a different perspective now. He's in media. He was a player. Now he's in media. And he understands there's a job to do when you're in media. And it's different from when you're a player. And the only time I would have an issue with Kevin Martin talking about this or breaking all this news 
is if he was wrong. If he's wrong, hmm. I got a problem with him, you know, causing all these issues and putting out all this news. But if he's right and all these moves are happening like he said he was, then good on him. Keep going because that's what people get paid lots of money to do. We just watched it for a full day yesterday from Darren Drager to Ford Miller to Bob McKenzie and all those guys. They get paid to do the exact same thing and we love them for it. Curling's just catching up now. Yeah, well, sometimes you can be fired for being right. There's that. But, you know, my thinking is uh, suck it up, curlers. Stop being so butthurt. Come on. So, Kevin, things change, and you got to do what's best for you. End of story. Mm -hmm. To the text line, uh, Randy from Winnipeg, who, by the way, won our Bet Regal contest over the weekend for the game of the weekend. He correctly picked the winner of the game he was going to be he was anticipating the most Rangers over the Tampa Bay Lightning and he won a bet regal gift pack. Randy writes in on the 902 line. He says, "Good morning RP crew. Noticing Yossi and Nashville on a nice run. Roman Yossi leading candidate for Norris. Your thoughts?" He never really heard Roman Yossi's name in terms of the Norris Trophy for NHL Defenseman of the Year. That's not to say he doesn't deserve it, but a couple thoughts on that. I Nashville is so flippin' buried on the NHL radar. Kale McCarr, you know, would be my leader. Aaron Ekblad down here in South Florida. I have not heard Roman Yossi's name at all in connection to the Norris Trophy. How about you? Not a lot. I've heard it a little bit, and maybe he's a dark horse. I think he has a really good opportunity. I think he's, he's definitely putting up the numbers and having the year. If you talk about Kale McCarr and what he's done, I mean, he's, what, 20-goal scorer now as a defenseman. I mean, he has an opportunity as a defenseman. Could you imagine if a D-man hit 30 goals? Kale McCarr has that possibility, that potential to hit 30 goals. That would be unbelievable if he did that. So I would, I would sign seal the, uh, the Norris Trophy over to Kale McCarr if that happens. But, you know, Roman Yossi's having a great year, and, and Nashville's knocking on the door because of it, and, and they're in a good spot. So I wouldn't discount anybody at this point. Wasn't McCarr in on the winning goal uh, last night for the Avs against the Oilers? Are you putting me on the spot? I think so. I think he was. I can't remember who made I think, the pass I think he over was. to. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was McCarr. Sorry, it was a rhetorical question. Um, Kale McCarr is my Norris Trophy winner as the NHL Defenseman of the Year. Um, sprinkling in some of the comments here. Michael Vanderswag watching on YouTube says, Brett Kulak is not playing tonight. They just announced it. Gotcha. Ted Bluez on YouTube says, I thought all the curling moves are made at this time for a run to the Olympics. Yeah, but we just had the Olympics. That's four years down the line. Uh, Jenna Reagan says, good morning from Southern California. Good morning, Jenna. Buenos dias. Thanks for joining us. And uh, Darren Workman watching in Utah. Says where will Blake May? Uh, sorry, where will Baker Mayfield end up? I thought Colts, Saints, then Falcons over three. Uh, what about the Seahawks? Like, what I've heard is they're going to try and get a hard reset on their salary cap and just go with Drew Locke this year rather than trying to sign or draft somebody and pay him big money. But I gotta, 
I got to think, Baker Mayfield to Seattle. What they were saying this morning on ESPN, if you watched it, Moose, was that Baker might not end up with anybody, might end up backing up somewhere. Could you imagine? Well, yeah, I, I can. It won't be in Cleveland. I, don't, I can't imagine he'll <laughs> stick around to back up Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Um, where could Baker end up? I mean, there's a, there's a few spots. I mean, maybe Carolina. The Panthers were looking before. I mean, if they don't think Sam Darnold's the answer, um, Carolina could be a possible landing spot. I, I don't, don't hate the Seattle look, at least in a, in a tandem there with Drew Locke. Um, maybe he fits. I don't know if he fits with, with Pete Carroll. That's something that Pete Carroll's going to have to decide, right? Because clearly the organization has chosen Pete Carroll over the quarterback that they, they had before. So I'm not really sure where, where uh, Baker's going to go. I think he's going to have to really learn to have a lot of patience here and trust the universe is going to work things out for him. Yeah, well, not all 32 NFL teams are happy with their quarterbacks, I don't think. Let's remember this is only a couple days old. So I think Baker Mayfield yeah. will be fine. Maybe, why didn't they trade him to Houston? Anyways, from our viewers, Robin Wildey says, Breaking news, the Blue Jays extend third baseman Matt Chapman to a two-year pre-arbitration deal, $25 million. Um, this Matt Chapman looks like a as my brother would say, a piss cutter. He looks like a stud. I'm, I'm all in on Matt Chapman. Uh, Ryan on YouTube says, how about the Argos? They have Baker's CFL rights. Stop it. But in the time we have left in this segment, before we break and bring in Jesse Pierce from Minnesota, Moose, the CFL hash marks discussion. I was loath to talk about it yesterday because we did have a plan for yesterday's show. Not to say we don't have a plan right now. But this is what they're talking about in the CFL, narrowing the hash marks on that wide field to make it match the NFL, I guess, make it easier for kickers, uh, not cut off an entire portion of the field. My thinking on that is it's not the worst idea in the world, but hella expensive. Have you? But this isn't paint that they're chipping up. This is sewn into these field turf surfaces that 15 years ago were a million dollars each. You're going to have to completely resurface the fields in the CFL, which habitually has stood for cash flow low. I mean, it's all well and good for John Huffnagel to say, this is something that we should do. I think we're all on board with that, but especially if Huff says it. But you're not writing a check, Huff. That would be the biggest impediment to doing this. Otherwise, I would say, you know the kickers would love it. The quarterbacks would love it. Everybody would love it. Why are we just talking about it now? How do you feel about narrowing the hash marks in the CFL? I say go for it, but who's going to pay for it? Yeah, it's going to be expensive. You're not just cutting a strip of turf out because you don't want to have those seams in there. We saw what happened in Winnipeg when the NFL tried to roll into town, right, and cover up the goalposts and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's expensive, mm. but you know what? If, if it's something that's better, great. It creates a little bit more of a seamless transition from – the game that's, that most of these players play down in the U.S. to in Canada. Now, I know that's kind of the gateway drug to the four-down conversation, but, you know, it creates that consistency, right? When you're, when you're not moving so far left to right, the offenses don't have so much change where you have maybe one receiver on the narrow side and all this action on the wide side of the field. Makes the game itself a little bit more similar, narrows up the kicking a little bit, um, it just makes it an easier transition for coaches who are calling plays and, and scheming up offenses to players 
who have to come and play it. So it does, it does shift the Canadian game a little bit more towards the U.S. game, but, uh, but the money thing, you know, if that's not an issue, go for it. But if it is, um, that could be the biggest hurdle. Can't go to four downs. We'll burn down the stadiums, but let's narrow the hash marks. That'll make the game easier. I eat more Americanized. Stop the world. I want to get off. I, <laughs> I can't. I guess I'm just not a football guy. We got the 200 by 85 hockey surfaces. Let's go to 200 by 100 because it's Olympic size. European. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Nobody cares. Football. They want to hang somebody. I don't get it. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. What do you say? You betcha. Jesse Pierce joins us next from Mini. You're watching the RP show live on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube. And if you missed any portion of the show, you can always catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Studio today in South Florida will be for a while. Uh, by the way, you're welcome to join the discussion. Text us if you're watching on Game Plus TV. 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP. And, of course, if you're watching live streaming on YouTube, you can uh, enter the chat. Nicholas Delorier scored in his Minnesota Wild debut when Cam Talbot stopped 28 shots for the shutout after Marc-Andre Fleury was acquired at the trade deadline to share the Wild goalie position. Leading Minnesota to a 3-0 victory over the Golden Knights on Monday night. Matt Dumba also had a goal, and Ryan Hartman added an empty netter for the Wild, who won their third straight game and climbed into second in the Central Division. The arena was a buzz for the arrival of Fleury, the three-time Stanley Cup champion and reigning Vezina Trophy winner. Jesse Pierce covered the game for NHL.com. She also, of course, hosts Bar Down Beauties. And Jesse, hey, man, thanks for joining us. When I said keep in touch, I didn't think it'd be this soon. So thanks for fitting <laughs> us in. And uh, exciting night in St. Paul last night. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota fans are still kind of trying to figure it out today. Like, holy cow. Bill Guerin went out and did it. He got a name. You know, I think Minnesota for so long has never had a Marc-Andre Fleury, right? Kirill Kaprizov has kind of put <clears throat> the wild on the map on the national scene. But now Marc-Andre Fleury coming to Minnesota. And it's a, it's a very potent team. But all the additions that Bill made really addressed a lot of the problems that the wild have been suffering from. He gets Nick Delorier, who adds a little bit more physicality, takes some of that workload off of Marcus Foligno, who has found a scoring touch, although apparently Nick Delorier can also score, which is, which is awesome. Um, Jacob Middleton is back on defense, so adding up some size there. Uh, Tyson Jost at center. And then, of course, Marc-Andre Fleury. So all in all, some, some really big moves and, and just kind of shows that Bill Guerin believes in the squad and for him to to pull the rabbits out of the hats that he did at trade deadline uh was really something to see wonderful wrap on that tell me they say that garen and flurry had this special connection going back to pittsburgh can you take us jesse behind this trade how much of that connection went into what happened on monday yeah, you know, I asked Mark Andre Fleury just that, and he goes, you know, I love love seeing Bill, and Bill popped his head in right away and said, hey, be nice, you know, make sure you say something nice about me. But no, I mean, I think it absolutely helped. I think the biggest thing for Fleury, and and he was very adamant on this, on moving and leaving his family in Chicago, Minnesota's very close, and so that was kind of a big reason that 
Minnesota was on that very short list of teams that he was willing to go to. Um, and he also believes in Minnesota being a contender. So I think combine all those things with the pre-existing relationship he has with Garen and with his knowledge of what Garen's able to achieve, um, it kind of made Flower say, yep, let's do it. And, and here we are today. So the Wild, the last time we talked, you know, we you had their their schedule or sorry, their record over your shoulder, and you were saying, you know, they were good then. This makes them a super team, does it not? I think so. I mean, my again biggest concern for the bulk of this year has been the goaltending tandem with Cam Talbot and Kapokakinen, and no slate to either of them. They are fine goaltenders, but as we all know. Fine is not getting you through the playoffs. So adding somebody with the experience, with the caliber of Mark andre Fleury just really makes it a very serious possibility that they could get out of that first round. And then again, you add that physicality too that everybody knows as the playoffs approach, it's a grind. I think Minnesota was really needing that um, and some help on, on defense. So it does. It makes it a very real fact that okay this team is ready to go for it and again you look ahead at next year it's because this cap space is going to be tight even this team that he put together this year is going to look different than next year but um i think that's why billy g saw the window and uh he went for it uh i won't keep you long jesse i know you're busy i just i enjoy chatting with you and i know you know your stuff and i mean it when i say that uh just with the flower i'm a huge fan and since yeah. Vegas got rid of him, it's kind of dampered my love of the Golden Knights, to be honest, because I love the flower. Now, from what I understand, he's on an expiring contract. So is he looking past this year in many or just this run and hoping to win a fourth Stanley Cup? What's the future here for Marc-Andre Fleury in the Minnesota Wild? I mean, that's a great question. And again, that was something we asked both of them. And Bill Guerin kind of joked with media saying, can't I just enjoy my moment now? I will think about that come the offseason, right? Because that is the big question. Because now you have Cam who still has another year. And again, Minnesota has $9 million, I think, total to play with in cap space. So, I mean, you already knew that you had players like Kevin Fiala and Matt Dumba, who you're possibly going to have to move just to be able to afford anybody else. Uh, but yeah, it makes you wonder what they're going to look at with Marc-Andre Fleury. Would he stay here? But for how little could they sign him? Would he be willing to take a more team-friendly deal? Um, and I think a lot of that obviously is how the how it shakes out this year, how it all ends up looking for them. Um, you know, because you're going to need a, a, a bridge player goaltender until their prospect in Wellstead is ready to come up because obviously he I think is the future of Minnesota so that's a great question I mean I'm sure everybody here in Minnesota would love to say yes let's keep Marc-Andre Fleury but again those darn numbers in the bank uh, make it a little yeah. bit more difficult salary cap really screws things up doesn't it completely off the board Jennifer from the Four Seasons is watching on Game Plus TV and she wants to know who's the biggest name to ever play for the Minnesota Wild. And you know what? That stumped me a little bit. How it's it's so true, question? right? I mean, I think <laughs> Marion Gabrick, outside of Kirill Kaprizov and what he's bringing to the team now, but I think Marion Gabrick was probably the only big well-known. Obviously, Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi, I think, brought a little bit more attention when they were the big UFAs that signed here back in 2013. But even they were kind of under the radar. Gabby was, was everything that Minnesota had wanted. You know, he was hurt a lot. Um, but yeah, they have never had that NHL superstar like Mark Andre Fleury, um, you know, one that everybody knows, loves, and respects um, under their under their regime and their franchise history. So I would say Fleury now is that guy with Kaprizov naturally setting up to be that player as well. Yeah, that's a great question. And she goes on to say, uh, seems like the Wild seem to always be in it, 
but I can't say who was the biggest superstar to be there. Danny Heatley came to mind, who I think was an NHL All-Star in his time in Minnesota, but he's not in the pantheon of even a Mike Medano, which you know reminds me, did the North Stars and Wild history meld at all, similar to the Wild and Coyotes? You know, how, how does that you know. How does that work? That one's a tough one, right? There's a lot of uh, a lot of feelings surrounded the North Stars and and the Dallas Stars, especially because they just kept the Stars name. So a little bit. I mean, people in Minnesota love their their North Stars. You saw those reverse retros last year, paying homage to the North Stars colors. So a little bit. And yes, if you were to go back there, you would say Mike Badano. But I think because they relocated to Dallas, you know, the Wild are really trying to place their stamp on on Minnesota and place their own history and and create a tradition here so it's a good first step because yeah they've been very very minnesota i like to call it kind of very vanilla like they're always just kind of there but it's never you know now we're adding the chocolate topping and and mark andre fleury with the uh with the cherry on top i think absolutely and let me just ask you this and i'll let you go you heard what i read going into the segment here about the building buzzing with the flower showing up yesterday what was that like a and b was there ever any chance that he was going to start against the golden knights on monday that would have been something, right? That would have made my story writing quite a bit easier because that would have been hilarious. No, um, you know, they went, took a private jet to Chicago, picked him up. So, I mean, there was always that question, like, is he going to be able to even make it in time to back up? But he showed up right before Bill Guerin had his availability and chatted with media briefly. Um, you know, I him having started the night before probably made it a, a, a very rare occasion that he would go. And I think they wanted to give Cam Talbot that confidence, right? You wanted to still let him know hey, yes, we went out and signed Flower, but we want to work you two together. You know, I think Dean Evson had a great quote post game saying, hey, why can't they both be our, our go-to goalies? Why can't both of them get this job done? It's not going to be just one or the other. Just because we signed Marc-Andre Fleury, that doesn't mean our method changes. You know, he's going to evaluate game by game and see what happens. That being said, I'm sure you will see Fleury in net against the Vancouver Canucks come Thursday. But from there on out, who knows? I mean, Cam Talbot riding a six-game winning streak right now and uh, coming off that shutout. So he certainly is making a case for himself, but obviously everyone knows what Flower can bring as well. For sure. Honestly, man, I could talk to you all day. i got like 10 more questions, but you're busy. <laughs> Thanks for this. Uh, check her out at NHL.com, Bar Down Beauties podcast as well. Jesse, big fan. Thanks for this. Uh, good luck following the run. Maybe we can do it again. Let's do it anytime, Rod. Good talk to you. Jesse Pierce joining us from Minnesota. All right, all right. Viewer takeover is next. So get your questions and comments loaded up here in the break. And uh, Robert Vanstone joining us in hour two as well. You're not going to want to miss that. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus television network. Also live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. And that's your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, viewer takeover time, and it's brought to you by Taco Time, where it is Taco Tuesday, $2 tacos. Can I say taco takeover? Oh, my. Over 120 locations across Canada. There's going to be one near you. And I opened up the text line here, and I'm so glad that I did. Comments from all across North America. Bob Smith. How, how about this? Bob Smith is watching in Maple Ridge, B.C. 
on Game Plus Television, and he says Bobby Smith played for Minnesota. Jennifer from the Four Seasons can get down with this. She understands, and I understand it. Different franchises, guys. I mean, not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. My dad was working for the Minnesota North Stars when they moved to Dallas. I think it was 1995. Might have been 93, 95. Early 90s, anyways. They moved. The Minnesota North Stars moved to Dallas, and with that, they took all of their history. They took Dennis Marouk, Bill Goldsworthy, Mike Madano. All that history went with them. Dino Cicerelli. And the Minnesota Wild came in and started over. And that's what Jennifer's saying. That's what we're saying. So Bobby, Bobby Smith, same thing. They don't count. So say what you will. I mean, the Minnesota Wild haven't been in a Stanley Cup final since they've been in the NHL. Um, maybe they got some work there to make history. Minnesota North Stars were in Stanley Cup finals. As you know, they lost to the Islanders. They lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Didn't win a Stanley Cup until 99, and I would think that hurt because they did it with Dallas. Uh, Dan McCabe is watching in the Queen City. He says, I've been to Minnesota to watch the Blue Jays and Twins, but I've never been there to watch a hockey game. On TV, it looks like an exciting atmosphere with great fans. By the way, they, the XL Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota, routinely, like every year, wins the poll of NHL players for the best atmosphere. That was before Vegas showed up. Now, I haven't seen the poll lately, but I've never been to a game at XL Energy Center. Let's go together. What do you say, Dan? He says, too, hi, guys. When you brought this up earlier, I chuckled because I've always felt bad for some of the reporters that have to interview guys over the years, like Daryl Sutter, John Tortorella, Lou Pinella, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, especially if their team lost that night. No matter what you say or whether you question, your question is valid, those coaches are generally pissed off. I admire the coaches that realize the reporters are just trying to do their job. Rob Vanstone being one of the best. How would he handle some of those tough-to-deal-with coaches? Vanstone's coming up next hour, so stick, stick with us and we'll talk to him about that. Because he got in a brush with the legendarily and beloved Ken Miller. Grandpa Miller, remember him? I'll tell you some stories about Grandpa Miller, and I love him, and he won't mind because they're all true. But Vanston and him had a significant brush. Thank you, Dan, for bringing that up. We'll bring it up next hour. Nathan Bassett is watching in the uh, Bridge City. He says, Baker Mayfield to the BC Lions. And then a, then a Lions emoji, Lion emoji. BC Lions are so lucky they have their own built-in emoji. But as the viewer earlier on this hour pointed out, Baker Mayfield belongs to the Toronto Argonauts, and I just can't see him coming to Canada. But hey, other players have. Baker's not exactly in the same realm as a Johnny Manziel or a um, Chad Ochocinco Johnson. And there's a comment from Todd, which we'll get to. It has to do with the moose. Uh, he will join us next. So I appreciate those of you picking up the phone and texting RP. 902-518-3033. We'll get to your questions. And how much time now, Clark? Ten seconds. That's it. Okay, hang on, everybody. Nine, eight, seven, six. We'll bring them all up next hour here on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now.
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.